AntiochSpeaks.com is a website that is fully uh, immersive in the gospel. We want to take the gospel of Jesus Christ from the Bible and apply it to actual uh, daily living, actual things that people have challenges with. It's very easy to pull things out of the Bible and throw them at stuff without actually applying them to real situations that come and go. We have a lot of people on this website that spend a lot of time on different ministries and everyone is willing to work it together as a family. Come check out AntiochSpeaks.com, check us out on YouTube, and check us out wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello, <clears throat> I'm Brent from AntiochSpeaks.com. Um, I'm just coming on here to go live to uh, talk about a little bit about a daily devotional that has begun called Love Is. It's based on 1 Corinthians 13. This is a daily walk we just kind of uh, jump through each day in the month of August, uh, I'm on Love Does Not Envy, and I just explore uh, throughout each day uh, different words that have to do with envy and just talk about um, love, you know, all kinds of different love. Love, um, first, the first time I think uh, as human beings we experience love, it is what we have for our parents and how they love us, and we start to build up throughout our lives on day-to-day, um, you know, if our parents are stay together and they're loving and they're always attentive and they take us to all our soccer practices and they're just always there to help us, then we see love as attentive and nurturing. Um, maybe we've we're broken up. We were born in a broken home and things were you know maybe uh, our parents argued a lot and so we see love as tolerating. Um, maybe being mistreated or abused. All kinds of different things happen as we grow. Um, and then, you know, we build all these walls and we uh, start to think what we think love is. And maybe we meet someone uh, in our lifetime, a cousin, a best friend, um, something like that, an aunt or uncle. And we start to feel a different way for them because they're not quite like our parents. Maybe our parents are very strict, but our aunt or uncle is uh, more lenient. So then we start enjoying being around them more and we, and we, we basically paint our own picture of what love is. Later in life, you might get married. Um, a lot of times you see this, people are codependent. Uh, some people are narcissistic and you get into these relationships that are based on trauma and they're based on uh, circumstances and consequences and character flaws. And, you know, um, you're trying to navigate this, but you, you say you're loving someone, but really you're just needing them to fill a void that I believe only God can fill. So that's kind of the basis of this whole thing. Uh, a couple months back, I lost uh, uh, some income and I had some job hiccups. And uh, I feel that uh, the Lord inspired me to start working on this project. So daily I've been doing it. Today, uh, I worked on uh, Love Is Devotional for August 18th. And I posted it on AntiochSpeaks.com. Um, if you haven't visited our website, there's a good bit of blogs there, and of course, we have a podcast. Um, I'm going to start trying to go live um, a lot more often, uh, probably here on Facebook, and then I'll post these videos on YouTube, and of course, I'll add them to our podcast. If you haven't listened to our podcast, it's pretty cool. Um, today, 
Um, I want to start with Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. And as I read this, I want you to, to imagine you're on your way to church, you get dressed up in your best Sunday outfit, and you get the family, you load them up in the minivan, and you drive into church. And you come in, and it's a normal worship service. You do a couple, three songs, uh, and then your pastor prays you in and starts this as the sermon. Put to death, therefore, this is verse 5 in Colossians chapter 3, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life that you once lived. Because, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on your new self, which is being renewed, in knowledge and the image of its creator, who is God our Father. So, very, uh, it wouldn't be a feel good service. This is not a service that you see in mega churches today in the American church. You're not going to walk in and the pastor just opens up with, put away sexual immorality. I don't even know if I should be saying it now on Facebook. Facebook may not let me continue to be live if I tell you to put away sexual immorality. And I, I think when you say these words, a lot of people have their preconceived ideas of what sexual immorality is, but I think we all know exactly what it is. Um, so, and, and it goes on to say impurity, lust, evil desires, but greed is where I'm going to focus today. I think in loving romantic relationships, we can become greedy. I think it starts with our parents. Um, I heard a child one time say, you're supposed to do that because you're my parent. Um, I don't know where that idea comes from that a parent is supposed to do X, Y, Z, but that is the first feeling of greed as a child. As a child that you start to say, because you're my parent, you're supposed to, that's greed. You often see kids pulling and begging for things. Um, I often compare love to a parent and a child because it's a, it's a great comparison, but we also do this when we get into friendships. Um, we start doing friend code, guy code, girl code, where we expect a person to maybe do unethical things or maybe things that they don't necessarily agree with because they're our friend. It's, it's friend code that you back me up. It's friend code that you don't snitch on me. This is a type of greed in a friendship or in a loving relationship. It really goes on more and more when you get into loving relationships. When you get into romantic relationships with other people, you start to get really greedy. Greedy with their time, greedy with what they do. Um, you start to maybe put boundaries, what you call boundaries, but it's really just encapsulating and, and telling them how to live now that you two have become in a romantic relationship. That, I hate to say it today on AntiochSpeaks.com, but it's not the kind of love that God has for you. You know, God has the power to come down from heaven right now and stop you from whatever sin life you're living, whatever things that you've made idols over him. If you don't tithe, if you don't give, if you don't attend consistently, if you don't serve, the Lord could come down and make you. But that's not how he loves us. That's not how he loved me. He was very patient with me. He waited on me and he loved me and he attracted me to him. 
Greed is that word. Greed is a definition. Intense and selfish desire for something. If you're in a loving relationship with a friend, uh, with a church body, with a romantic relationship, etc., etc., and you have this uh, intense, selfish desire, there's something that's not quite right in the way you're loving. Uh, the definition starts to say, especially with wealth, power, and food, which I think when we hear the word greed, that's what we think of. We think of self-indulgence. Um, we think of trying to hoard and keep everything to ourselves. That's the same in loving relationships. Sometimes we can be like this with our children. If our children make bad decisions, if they make mistakes, sometimes we can make it our fault, make it our mistakes. And when they have successes, sometimes you can make them your own successes. That is a form of a greed. Um, you can make your job an idol. You can make um, a relationship an idol over God in greed. What I thought was very um, uh, interesting was the antonyms for greed. Satisfaction is the opposite of greed. Contentment, opposite of greed. Fulfillment, opposite of greed. Open-handedness, selflessness. This is what our relationship should look like. First, the relationship with your church should be a selfless relationship. I don't know where God has you serving today or where God has you going to church, but and I know when we get saved and the Holy Spirit first inspires us to follow Christ and choose Christ as our Savior, we don't understand a lot of this. But getting plugged into a church, into a fellowship of men and women that you can uh, converse with, that you can test ideas with, that you can change and let the Holy Spirit change you from the inside with is important. And I don't know where the Lord's called you to go, and I don't know where you decided to go. One thing I know is the church that I attend consistently on the way, there's about 450 churches I could stop at. Um, I would suggest if you don't have a, a consistent church you're a part of, that you, sh you start looking for them. And, you know, when you look for them, give them a, one, two, three, you know, three good consistent visits before you make a decision, uh, unless it's just really bad. When you go to a church, um, and you and you're you're starting a relationship. Don't look at so much what the church can do for you, but what role the Lord has for you to play in the church. This is the same thing when we start to make friends. Friends are not there to feed us, feed our ego, feed, uh, give us our all the attention we want. Always be there to drive us around and loan us money and buy us things. That's not what friends are for. That's what we should be looking to do. You know, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Love is not greedy. True love of the Holy Spirit is washing your friend's feet. And especially if you're in a relationship with someone and it's romantic, you've got to be service to them. Not, not, oh, they don't do this and they don't call me and they don't return my calls. You call them. You return their calls. You play your role in a loving relationship. Love is selflessness. To genuinely love another person, you have to get rid of your desires, needs, wants, all that stuff that you think uh, serves you in the relationship, serves you in your church body, serves you. we got to turn it around. Do everything as if you're doing it unto the Lord. Turn this around. Stop looking for relationships to give you something and start pouring into your relationships. In the uh, parables, when Jesus told the disciples about the wheat and the chaff, and if you get to know me, if you follow me, if you, if you follow these lives, if you start to listen to the podcast or read anything, 
Um, you're going to find out I really like this parable. It's one of my favorites. Um, but in this parable, and if you remember it, uh, you know, I'm going to run over it. And let me say before I go over this parable, anytime that you hear a speaker tell you something, anytime that you're listening to a Christian song, take the lyrics and take them back to your Bible. Test them for yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. I'm not going to criticize Christian artists right now, but you know I, I will if you ever want to call me and talk about it. But I want to tell you to just take a look at everything and test it. So I'm going to tell you uh, my version. I'm not going to tell you where it is in the Bible. You just go find it. But the parable of the wheat and the chaff is, first thing Jesus says is the kingdom of heaven is like a field where the farmer plants good seed. And then in the night, the enemy comes and plants bad seed into the field. Then the servants notice that bad seed is growing with the good seed and tells the farmer, there's bad seed. Would you like for us to tear it out of the ground? The farmer says, no, let them both grow together. Otherwise, you will uproot the good seed if you're fighting the bad seed at the same time. Let them grow both together. And then the harvesters will gather them up, take out the bad chaff, and throw it into the fire. And later the disciples asked him, what did this mean? And Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is the field. The farmer's God, the harvesters are angels. The wheat is good people and the chaff is bad people. The kingdom of heaven is people. And that's why I wanted to do this is because as Christians, we are called to love like Christ loves us. We are called to love our enemies to love our neighbors, uh, to be available, to disciple, to lay hands on the sick, to cast out demons, to raise the dead. That's what we are called to do as Christians. So I wanted to go through this whole thing. Love is, in, in, as the Bible says, pull out the fruits of the Spirit, pull out everything, and share it with you guys as I see it. We should be forgiving. We should be loving. We should not be greedy in relationships, only looking at how they serve us. And when they can't serve us anymore, we cut them off. We should be serving in our relationships. Love is selfless. In 1 Corinthians, he says the wrath of God is coming because of sexual immorality, lust, greed, evil desires. Practice being selfless today. Let go of greed in all forms of it, but especially in your loving relationships with other people. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you so much for sending your son. He had such a selfless love for us. Jesus Christ was so selfless as he laid down his life and was obedient to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for ascending into heaven, giving us the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can turn around uh, being childish and selfish and greedy in love, but the Holy Spirit will give us power to love how you've loved us a deep selfless love, forgiving love. Help me to love completely with surrender, to give others freedom in love to live their lives. I praise you, Lord, and I love you. And uh, in Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus, thank you for the power to change us. I'm going to try and do these as often as I can often as I can. If you liked them, drop some comments, interact with me, uh, share it, whatever, let me know. 
Um, I love you so much. This was a daily devotional. You can read, um, you know, I wrote a little something. um, If you want to share it, it's at AntiochSpeaks.com. I'm also going to share it as a podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Amazon, uh, Pandora, YouTube, um, Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, uh, yeah, iTunes or whatever, um, wherever, Apple, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast will be available. Um, Check in with me. I'll try and get another one tomorrow. I get busy, but I'll do them as often as I can. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Hey, y'all. It's Brent with AntiochSpeaks.com. I just wanted to invite you to tune in daily. We're doing the um, daily devotional on 1 Corinthians 13, Love Is. Uh, I hope you're enjoying that. You can check out my blog, AntiochSpeaks.com. I'm posting new devotionals every day. Uh, While you're at AntiochSpeaks.com, if you want to take a look, there's a place where you can give, um, share it, uh, just check it out. we got podcasts on Apple, Spotify, anywhere that you get your podcasts, uh, you can check us out, AntiochSpeaks.com on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and uh, AntiochSpeaks.com at gmail.com. If you want to give me a phone call, if you want to engage, I'll, I will record the phone calls and post them. Thanks again for tuning in and uh, share this with your friends. Tell everybody about it. Find us on YouTube and uh, take care. Be blessed.